Welcome to episode 119 of the Ask a Chief show where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and nutrition. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today we'll be discussing knee position during squats, the effectiveness of the landmine setup, and the muscle-mind connection during bench press and overhead press. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. What's up, Achievers? Episode 119. Uh, we're getting some sun finally. Yeah, it's, it's a beautiful day. It's still a little bit chilly, but um, I think we're going to hit, uh, like, what am I trying to, what, things will shift this weekend. <laughs> As in, like, we're going to, it's going to actually be spring. Yeah, like, it's not the tides turn, it's the... The tides will turn is, is a phrase. Is it? Okay. Yeah. I thought it was, like, the tables turn. I was like, well, we're not really, like, turning the tables okay, no, on the weather. You, you're you so bad at phrases that then you make me question <laughs> if, if things are actually a phrase. <laughs> the tides will shift? No, I think it is the tides will turn. Or no, is it the tables? Okay. Oh, shoot. All right, anyway. One uh, time, anecdote, one time I told Jason that, um, like, I was, like, annoying him a little bit, and I was like, all right, sorry, I'll get out of your hair. And he was like, you'll get out of my hair? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, like, I'll get out of your way. Like, I was I'll... so confused. And he was like, I've never heard that before. And he was so confused. Like, why would you say you would get out of my hair? And then once he started saying it over and over, I was like, I mean, that is a really ridiculous phrase. Like, why is that a thing? I'll get out of your hair. I think there's another phrase I heard. It was like, Bob's your uncle or something like that. I had to look it up. It was like some like really like in detail response about like some sort of, I won't even get into it, but you can look it up. Look look up Bob's your uncle. I'd actually be curious of the origin of I'll get out of your hair yeah. as well. <laughs> um, uh, but pretty funny. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into the questions for today. That was, that was our quick little uh, anecdote of the day. So first one is from Rebecca Ford Young. And she said, can you expand on your squat pro- squat post from yesterday? I've worked on it for years with no improvement. Okay. So the post that um, this person is referring to, I think, is the one where um, we have um, myself squatting. And then we zoomed into my knee position. And I had one knee position where my knee was caved inwards, like inside my foot position. And then I had one where it was pushed out, aligned over my third, fourth, and fifth toes. And basically we said that for the majority of the population, you should try to strive to have your knees in line with your feet and even preferably along those third, fourth, and fifth toes. And I think that's the pose that she's referring to. Um, You know, if you have been working at your squat for quite a long time, and it seems like she's probably been doing mobility drills and stability drills and actively trying to improve it, um, you know, it might just be a matter of continuing to play around with your stance a little bit more. And so, you know, I've got my stance, but, you know, Lauren squats very differently and our members all squat very differently. And so you might have a super wide and uh, flared out foot position stance you might have a super narrow stance. Some people like a duck stance where their heels are really close to each other, but their feet are pretty flared out wide. Um, let's see, uh, you might want a straighter foot position. Well, whatever it might be, all we're saying is that we should try to get your knees generally aligned over your feet and preferably along that outside edge because when you get your knees along that outside edge, it helps you to preserve a foot arch. If your knees are kind of more towards like your big toe, 
there's a potential for that arch to kind of collapse a little bit and which makes your uh, kind of squat a little bit less steady and stable. Yeah, so I think that the problem comes when people try to mimic someone else's exact squat pattern as yeah. opposed to try to hit the parameters that Jason was laying out, like just do a squat, like whatever stance works that he helps you to maintain a solid foot arch and in by doing, by pushing your knees out over your like third, fourth, and fifth toe, typically that that happens. Yeah. And so, but we're not saying like when I look at Jason's squat, I'm like so jealous because he just like <laughs> drops down really easily and like his feet are basically straightforward and like there's all these things that like if I tried to just mimic his squat, I could I just couldn't do right. it. Right. It just wouldn't work for me. So my feet are actually flared. Like we have like almost the opposite. Like you're almost straightforward with your toes, mm -hmm. and I'm like pretty. I'm like 45 degrees. In my yeah. Toes. Yeah. Um, and that's both just, are right. Both yeah. are right. Like that just works for both of us. So if I tried to squat like Jason or he tried to squat like me, things would start to go awry. Yeah. Um, and so, but, but we both are aiming for some of those like big key parameters. Yeah. Now having said that, um, I would say maybe like 5% of our members, um, they actually have some structural limitations going on. And, you know, I think it's um, like hip structure type of stuff where all the mobility drills, all the stability stuff and all the practice that we give them, um, it's still like some of the stuff doesn't really improve because they're structurally built in a way that doesn't allow for them to squat and like really deep with, you know, the parameters that we're looking for. Mm -hmm. And in which cases we've often recommended things like Olymp Olympic lifting shoes, or if they don't want to spend money on Olympic lifting shoes, they can uh, elevate their heels on plates, like five to 10 pound plates or so. And that helps just to free up some of the mobility demands, which accommodates your structural limitations. Um, that's a pretty small part of the population, but it is something to consider that if you know that your hip structure doesn't really like squatting that much, then you might be able to kind of like shift away from it a little bit by adding some elevation to your heels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is like depth as well. Like we've, we've had p plenty of people stop well above parallel because that's, that's where their form really thrives. And mm. if we try to get them, force them to try to get below parallel because that's the random powerlifting standard, then, you know, it, it makes it not look as great. They start to round their lower back, their knees start to cave in, and we don't want to, you know, shove a square peg into a round hole. So try to meet yourself where you're at and you'll find that eventually your body will start to loosen up um, as long as you practice good form with each and every rep. Yeah, I think that the importance of mobility in a squat body weight is very different from the importance of mobility in a squat with like a bar on your back. True, yeah. So like we would love for people to have the ability to squat lower body weight just because it's helpful for like, I mean, even just I'm thinking about for me, like how many times a day I'm down on the floor with Kendrick and mm. I pick him up and then get out of get off the floor from a squat totally like yeah. basically like kind of lift up and and stand up in the squat position like i love the fact that i can do that and if if you don't have the ability to get down into that bottom position just with your own body weight then like certain things like that like activities like that might be limited in your life Absolutely. and so that's very different though than like when you have a heavy barbell on your back and you're trying to build strength that's just like a different goal mm -hmm. right and so for that we don't want to sacrifice like for getting down with Kendrick on the floor like I'm okay with my back being a little bit rounded my butt being a little tucked under he is only 15 pounds like, I'm not gonna hurt myself right yep. but when I have 135 pounds on my back or more I want to make sure that I'm maintaining integrity in my spine and like some more of these like very specific parameters are mm -hmm. met. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so there's just like always also just be asking yourself like what is the goal of the exercise that you're doing? Um, and then you can assess what kind of like 
parameters you want to hit. Like, for instance, with depth, if you're competing in powerlifting, you have to break parallel if you yeah. want. But if you're just strength training and just trying to build muscle and get stronger in your legs, like, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that distinction between a loaded versus an unloaded pattern. Because yeah. one is more for just your overall body's functionality and movement, whereas the other one is for performance metrics. And, you know, a lot of people try to adapt and kind of like muddy the waters between both and it just doesn't it's just they don't they're just totally different situations it's different yeah. yeah yeah cool Alrighty. so question number two is from nick stevens and they said what are some benefits of using a landmine setup and is it legit for progressive overload yeah really good question, um, question. do you want to explain what a landmine is yeah so they're um these are basically attachments that you can put a barbell into that create this like angled barbell setup. Um, we actually call them angled barbells. Um, we just like that term better. Um, but basically it's like, usually it fits into like the corner of a room or- Looks like a home plate. It does look, well the ones that we have look like a home yeah. plate. There's other ones that like from Rogue that just kind of like stick into- um, Oh yeah, like an actual bumper an plate. An actual bumper plate. But yeah. basically it's like you slide a barbell into this little tube that allows the barbell to move like in multiple directions. Yeah. But at an angle. Yeah, and, and we love it a lot because, yeah. um, you know, like we've said in the past, like it's very difficult to conform your body to a barbell because the barbell is such like a rigid object. So like when you're deadlifting, you try to like maneuver your body in such a way that your back is flat and you're hitting all the parameters that we always talk about. Whereas the landmine, you can really kind of finagle the bar around because it's so like free flowing and it accommodates more to you. So we love it when people are, let's say, overhead pressing. They don't quite have enough mobility overhead but they can press nearly overhead and they can use the angled barbell setup in this manner where they're still getting a lot of what we call an angled pushing pattern where they're getting their shoulders taxed and their triceps taxed and whatnot. Um, but it keeps in, it keeps that keeps them in a really safe position. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in terms of progressive, like maybe we can go over some other exercises too, but in yeah. terms of progressive overload in general, we think that there's absolutely capabilities for that and you can load up an angled barbell, it's basically you're loading up half of a barbell. So yeah. one half of the barbell is in the actual landmine device, and then the other one is where you're putting plates on. Yeah. Um, and you can load it up as with as many plates as you can fit on half of a barbell. Yeah, totally. So there's um, definitely, if you want ideas for landmine, follow Ben Bruno yeah. um, on Instagram. He's Ben Bruno Training, I think, yep. on Instagram. Um, he posts himself and a lot of the celeb celebs that he trains <laughs> um, out in, in LA, but he posts them um, using just the landmine in all different ways. And he has some like high level athletes, like basketball players who loaded up really heavy for deadlifts and for lunges, things like yep. that. So I think it makes a lot of sense, especially with a celebrity or a high level athlete where, you know, they have to be in like performance mode often. And mm. so they can't afford to get hurt. And so maybe a straight bar deadlift has a little bit more of a uh, kind of like a little bit of a potential for injury and then let's say a landmine, which is again much more accommodating for you. Um, yeah, so he's, he's, he's doing like reverse lunges and floor pressing and single leg deadlifting and rowing and like all with the landmine and it, it's, he's, he's gotten some really creative use out of it. Mm. Um, I will say for like absolute, absolute strength, we still like the barbell and that's why we like to start off with bench press and squats and deadlifts unless they have some significant uh, mobility considerations that we need to take into account, in which case the landmine will be our first option. 
uh, but we love the landmine also as like an accessory option for these other patterns um, for people to meet because again we can load up the bar um, but just maybe not quite as much as like a straight regular straight bar yeah 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 cool awesome all right and then we have one more question this one comes from taylor maki and she said what mind muscle connection reminding me of sushi <laughs> i know i was thinking of that too like i just had a sushi bowl and <laughs> She's like, I get this Pokeball. all the time, yeah. guys. <laughs> sorry, sorry if you get that all the time. Um, what mind-muscle connection should be established when doing bench press or overhead press? This is a, another good question. So, you know, most people when they talk about mind-muscle connection, they're thinking about, like, as they're pressing the weight forward, what kind of muscles can they think about to elicit a greater contraction, right? right? And, you know, for the bench press and for the overhead press, the big thing that we're concerned about is just the overall path of the bar. And as long as at the very bottom of your bench press, your wrists are stacked over your elbows, gives you a lot of good leverage. And so as you press up in that pattern, then more than likely all the right muscles are gonna work, your chest, your triceps, your shoulders. Same thing with the overhead press. As long as you keep a really good bar path, you don't loop it way in front of your face or you don't knock your chin out as you're pressing the barbell overhead. Most of the times, your delts, your triceps, all, all, all good stuff is gonna happen from a muscular standpoint. Uh, what we wanted to touch upon briefly was the eccentric action, the lowering of the bar towards your chest in a bench press or towards your collarbone in an overhead press. The more you can actively think about squeezing the bar tightly and almost like it's you're pulling the bar down using your back musculature, so your lats, your upper back muscles, you're kind of like squeezing your shoulder blades together. The more you can do that, the more of a stronger foundation and base that you establish in order for you to press back up with. So the stronger back contraction you have on the way down, it's almost like you're loading a spring. So as that bar comes down towards your chest during a bench press, and you're thinking about your lats, you're thinking about squeezing your shoulder blades, you're thinking about the rest of the muscles in your back, that spring gets tighter and tighter and tighter, and it makes it so that you have more potential for force on the way back up. But what we see a lot of times is people really kind of like neglecting that lowering portion and just being really relaxed. They come all the way down, lackadaisically, and then they try to expect their body to really ramp up tension and push a lot of weight back up. But the way down is almost more important because it sets you up properly for that ensuing press. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, that's I, th I think that's the most important piece of getting stronger. Like in the beginning when you're first learning bench press and overhead press, like it's all what we coach. We don't coach that right away. Yeah. In the beginning, we actually just coach positioning like Jason was talking mm. about. So how to stack the joints for optimal positioning, like how to get yourself just like set up in the best position to succeed. But then once you've kind of established that and pattern and you kind of have a good groove, then we can start thinking about how to kind of like optimize different aspects of the lift and that eccentric pulling down portion is going to be just a, a game changer for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. One other um, cool little cue that I got, um, I forget where I got it from, but it was like, as you're lowering the bar down towards your chest, and right as you're about to push the bar away from your chest, instead of thinking about pushing the barbell up, thinking about driving your upper back into the bench. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of like pushing yourself away from the bar. And it's a very similar concept to when we talk about wedging for the deadlift. Instead of picking up the barbell with your arms, think about wedging yourself and pushing the floor away from you. Um, and that elicits just a better um, contraction, also just a better, sets you up better from a leverage situation as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're not too concerned about the concentric 
muscle activation. We're more worried about the eccentric, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. long as bar path is refined. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Cool. I think that's about it. Cool. All right. Well, I guess those are all of our answers to your burning questions for today. Thank you so much for sending those in. And if you have more questions, you can send them to us at Achieve Fitness Boston on Instagram. If you like the podcast and you wouldn't mind leaving us a review on iTunes, we'd be very, very grateful for that. And until next time, peace, love, and, and muscles. muscles.